What exactly are we supposed to be doing at work between now and Christmas? Everybody's talking about decking the halls, but I'm about to deck a bitch. I'm ding dong done. On this episode of the commercial break. One, eight, seven, seven cars for Brian. Seven, 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 seven cars for Brian. <laughs> Uh, donate your car today and anything else you might think that's value the next episode of the commercial break starts now Welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is the executive chef of T&A, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Kristen. Best to you, Brian. Uh, best to you out there in the podcast universe. Always wondering about that kitchen of yours. Now, now you've seen it. <laughs> That's so right. You I'm did like, come over oh, okay. So it. this is. I didn't now touch anything. Can... I was. I was <laughs> <laughs> careful not to touch anything uh, for fear I might get, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, Jeff's putting his DD canters up on the... <laughs> I just love this, this idea you have of what's happening well, in that house. Listen, I don't do shit around here, so <laughs> I got to imagine everybody's life is exciting. Well, I'm out uh, the other day. Yeah. I'm out the other day and someone goes, oh my God, interviewed Steve. And I'm like, yeah, I interviewed Steve. Dude, the life that you live, can you have even imagined? And I'm like, dude, you have a completely <laughs> wrong impression of the life that I live. Right. It wasn't like I was in Steve's trailer hanging out. <laughs> he literally showed up on my screen for an hour, and then I walked out the door and had to wipe shit <laughs> off the bottom of my shoe because blue pooped right outside the studio. Right. Trust me. Any chance that I have for my head to get inflated gets deflated the second I of walk course. out this door. And yeah. I like that. I like that, actually. No, it does. It keeps you humble. Yeah. Because if I would have talked to Steve-O when I was like 25 in a situation like this, I would have just, I just would have knocked my head through. It would have been impossible for me to get in the door of a restaurant. My head would have been too big. I would have been like, yeah, well, I interviewed Steve-O. The waiter would have been up, can I get anybody anything to drink? Appetizers? And I would have been like, applause, Didi Cantor. Hoo-ha, hoo-na. Appetizers on the block. And I was like, hey, listen. Uh, a whole round of appetizers for everybody. I just interviewed Steve-O. Oh, yeah, dude? Cool. <laughs> I would have told everybody. But now I'm hiding it from people. Like you the, are? Yeah, the kids are trying to get into these schools, and I'm like, ah. Oh, right. <laughs> so, we, so we go to one of the schools for the kids to, you know, get into one of the schools. It's just like a, hey, how you doing? Meet the parents kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, one of the... One of the people that was there was saying, oh, yeah, you know, we just we keep the kids on the straight and narrow, even the language. We don't like that bad language around here. <laughs> and in the back of my head, I'm like, please don't find the commercial please. break. Please don't find the yeah. commercial break. Please don't find the commercial break. <laughs> what do you do? I'm in media sales. That's right. Oh, that sounds exciting. Oh, it's much more exciting than you imagined it would be. <laughs> We're really bad at media sales, but we do it. <laughs> we try to do it. That's the cover. So anyway, so I go over to your house, and I'm just, I'm just like in my head, I'm like, oh, this is where the naked apron happens. Yep. Right here, mm -hmm. right on this counter. Heels, stockings, and, naked aprons. And I just licked aprons. it. I was like, <laughs> 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 I just want to see what's going on. I just want a little tasty teeter. <laughs> just a tasty teeter. <laughs> hey, D, what's up, B? I got a tasty teeter. <laughs> I want a tasty teeter of Jeff's little... Walnuts. It's, it's little fruits and berries. <laughs> oh, nothing like a good dick joke to start off your Tuesday, That's right. Wednesday, whatever day this yeah, what day is. Yeah, Who fucking knows? I don't know. It's all blending together now that we're doing 150 really episodes is. a week. I'm like, I don't even know where we're at. And the holidays oh, and family it's so stuff. Much. And, I know. It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. I love this time of year, but I 
inevitably get overwhelmed. This I think time a of year. lot of people feel that way. Yeah, and you know, it's this year some more than others. It feels a little bit right. more stressful. There's a lot going on. <laughs> a lot's going on. So yes. stay tuned, kitties. And for those of you who have been texting me, just like my friend from uh, my Venezuelan friend who was asking me why we said for years we would not have guests on the show, and then all of a sudden just guests start popping up. Is because shit changes, and we change our mind, and we have to keep ourselves interested, we're, too. We're kind of ADD, obviously, yes. by the fact that we even if we write stuff down in the notebook, it doesn't get done. One of these days, we're going to go through that notebook. It's going to be an episode. <laughs> Remember the notebook. <laughs> Maybe the beginning of season five, we'll yeah. just go through the notebook. Mm-hmm. But you're so right about this. But I'm like, listen, we got to change. Like Things got to change. We got to do gotta things. keep things fresh. Plus, let me just share this with the audience. Breaking <laughs> the fourth wall, as I always do. When you have a show like this, and... You have nobody the listening. Yeah, the Jurgonaut, as Felicia Day said. <laughs> By the way, she was wonderful. Yeah. Um, when you have a Jurgonaut show, like, <laughs> <laughs> is it Jurgonaut or Juggernaut? A Juggernaut. Okay, yeah. That's or is it Jurgonaut? But you're calling it, or is it Jerkonaut? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Let's call Jeff. <laughs> and maybe he's in his twigs and berries apron and <laughs> cooking you some steak for tonight. Uh, I would I, hope so. I that's expected. That's expected. <laughs> wow. What if I show up with, with you? <laughs> yes. He's got his balls wrapped in a red ribbon, <laughs> sticking out of an apron. <laughs> like yes, a glory you. hole apron. Yes, you. Hey, you. <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> oh, shit. Put the DD character away. Green's here. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Takes my wife four days a week. Uh, I think it's Juggernaut. Juggernaut? I think it's Juggernaut. Okay. Whatever. That was Felicia's words, not ours, by the way. But when you have a show like this, you know, the guests that we got at the beginning, Jeff was one of them. Like, the ones that we actually ran. And by the way, I (laughs) listened to that episode. It's pretty good. It's a great story. Yeah. Um, And Rachel, that's right. And Dr. Sin and a couple other people. Uh, Oscar came on a couple times. Oscar was great. I loved Oscar. Um, but when you have a show like this, like I just had this feeling that we probably needed to try and get s- uh, the groove ourselves before we brought anybody else in. Plus, and no disrespect to anybody who was on the show early, but you know, when there's a certain type of guest that's coming in the door and you don't even get excited about them, right? Then you're like, well, maybe we just shouldn't do that. Right. When you get Steve O to show up, then you're like, oh, okay, now maybe I should interview. Even though we're really bad at it, well, at least we're trying, Chrissy. At least we are trying. And there's trying. all there was also the technical difficulties that we were very scared of. Oh, yeah. For- <laughs> well, go listen to the first three interviews, yeah. and you'll see that those technical difficulties still persist. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too, is yeah. that we just didn't know how to do, do it. it. We didn't no. know how to do a Zoom call. <laughs> during the pandemic but i mean you know listen we just felt like it was time to shake things up a little bit and i'm glad that we did because i've been really enjoying myself i like having people come and talk to us and and enjoy and the feedback by and large is very positive so i'll take that and then we have a couple of you know nicks like my venezuelan friend (laughs) why would you have a guest on the show because i wanted to it's not your show there's enough days that there's no guests that you can listen to those for god's sakes <laughs> there's 300 fucking episodes a year if if 10 of them have interviews okay just settle down yeah, everybody <laughs> settle down 
<laughs> no one said anything bad, by the way. Just a couple people were just curious as to, you Why said this, up. then you did that. But isn't that the whole premise of the commercial break? It is the whole premise of the commercial break. Yeah. Is, it's an ever-evolving... We say things and don't do them. Yes. Or we don't or say things. Or we don't things, say them, and then, then do we do it. them. I think it works out a lot better the second way, actually. Yeah. We just don't tell anybody, right. and then we you know, show up and things are there. <laughs> low Listen, expectations. We have always had low expectations, and we have hit that mark every single time. So don't be disappointed. We are still yeah. the same mediocre comedy podcast that we worked <laughs> two weeks ago. We just managed to get a few people to come in and agree with us. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to stop drinking caffeine mm. again for the second time in my life. Do you, you're a coffee drinker. Uh, I used to. I, Are you doing I, tea now? I, I do tea now. Yeah, I love coffee. Coffee doesn't necessarily love me anymore. I think it's the acidity. Oh, it hurts. Um, it gives you heartburn. Yeah, well, it just hurts my stomach a little. Oh. But I love coffee. But I have switched to tea. Yeah, I usually either do like a black tea or a green tea. Yeah, you know that's why I that's why I drink coffee is because I do get it does hurt my stomach because that's what I want. Oh, I want to be that. regular. I want to be on the regular. <laughs> okay. And I think I told you like the second I I see the coffee, then I just already have to go right. to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, the Astrid has to hand it off to me in the kitchen, and then I run it's down the hallway. Diuretic. Yes, it is. and the kids are like, "Dada," and I'm like, "Gotta shit. See you later." Beep beep boo boo. And uh, and the kids come into the bathroom, and I've, I don't know how they stand it in that bathroom. They're always in there, you know. I I don't know. They come in. I sit on the toilet. The second I sit on the toilet, I got three friends in this tiny little water closet, and they're always like, "Dad, Dad, Dad, Daddy," and I just answer questions in the morning. I feel like it's my morning press conference. Okay, it's really what it is. <laughs> on the toilet. Yeah, it's my morning press conference to the kids. It's a family meeting there in the while I'm taking poo poo pee pee. I'm sure this is familiar to anybody, but the reason why I say the caffeine is because I'm finding myself having those like. Like in the afternoon, I just get wasted tired. Like mm, when the caffeine the wears off, the crash happens. And it, it I, I don't know, it's starting to really affect me. I get like this hour during the day when I feel so ineffective. It's usually while I'm doing the recording of the commercial break, <laughs> which is why it sounds so <laughs> shitty. But uh, I do feel like this crash is coming. I've gotten weaned myself off caffeine one other time before. And it, the caffeine headaches and the whole nine yards. It went really? on for yeah. two or three weeks. Yeah, but I'm ready to do it. And I'll tell you why I'm ready to do it is because I think, the, you know, having your heart race like that every morning, too, might not might be detrimental. Did you hear about that fucking Panera Bread bullshit? I saw that pop up in my news feed. And That's what made I, me start talking about lemonade? caffeine. Something to do with a lemonade, crazy lemonade. Lemonade boost or something or raspberry like, boost. Lemonade. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Two people have died. I know. I saw that. Now they're trying to connect the dots. And, you know, I listen, they died. They died. That's a terrible thing. Terrible, oh, terrible thing. Yeah. And they are blaming it on the. What the thing is, is that Panera has this new line of drinks that they have at their soda machines. And it's called like, I don't, I think it's called like Panera Boost Lemonade or something. And what it's supposed to do or what it says it does is give you that fresh, clean, organic boost you've been looking for. Well, there's nothing fresh or clean about Panera's fucking jizzy jazz lemonade coming out of a soda fountain. If you're looking for organic stuff coming out of a soda fountain, you are a nudnik. You're a dum-dum. That's not what these two people were doing. They were just like the drink. They went there, they drank mm -hmm. for the caffeine. But they got so... One of them had a heart condition that she should have never been drinking it in the first place. Um, but they, they say it was mislabeled. And then the second guy, he had been up for like 35 hours drinking this, this Boost lemonade. What? And he passed away. But apparently... This stuff is like super kick you in the dick kind of fucking caffeine. And I never got into those. A lot of people did, you know, the, the, the Red energy Bull, drinks, Red Bull, like Monster, the super Red Bull, the yeah. Monster, and the, everything, everything was super I caffeinated. Didn't I could, yeah. it, it was too much for my 
system. <laughs> like made me anxious. When I first drank a Red Bull, I was like, this is fucking cough syrup. This yeah. tastes disgusting. It was awful. But I quickly got over that when right. we put it With in vodka. High. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you got when you put it in vodka, yeah. Yeah, or when you got when you got that boost. But Rush. also, I got used to the taste really quickly mm-hmm. and I liked it. So there was like a few months there where I was drinking Red Bulls. Um, but they're they're very expensive at the time and like, you know, whatever. I never got into monster or anything like that. But caffeine is a serious drug. And I remember a story where Dave Grohl had to go to the hospital because he was like totally addicted to caffeine and mm-hmm. he was drinking the Red Bulls. And he drank, I don't know what it was. I'm saying this number, it's not true, but I'm saying this number for exaggerated purposes. He drank like 15 Red Bulls in a morning when he was going to studio record. Mm-hmm. And he ended up having like a, a heart palpitation because of it. I can imagine. And he had to go to the hospital. And I don't know, but at the time at least, he said he was going to swear off the Red Bulls or, or take it down a notch. And that caffeine, man, it's just like... You know what I've heard just, about is the mushroom coffee. Not the psychedelic kind. Oh, Don't well, get all not, excited. I was all excited. No, it's then you've had to have heard of it. It's everywhere. It's uh, the mushroom coffee. I tried it. I one yeah. time and it was good. I saw the mm-hmm. advertisements on Instagram or whatever for the mushroom tea. It, when I was like with that girlfriend I had, you know yeah. the one. Okay, I don't even need to say her <laughs> no. name. I don't even need to say her name. And Chrissy already knows what I'm yes. talking about. <laughs> We went to San Francisco one time, and we went to oh, San Francisco. Oh, trip. Oh, God. <laughs> I had to drag that poor girl through the Ooh. airport. Yeah. Oh, let me tell this story, and then I can tell the airport dragging story before we get into the meat and potatoes. This, we went to this tea shop in Chinatown in San Francisco, mm-hmm. where they did a tea tasting, and the guy behind the counter could not have mo- fit the part more than a... A Chinese man, an older Chinese man, doing a tea tasting. Right. He was funny. He was engaging. He was telling you all about the teas. It was so authentic. I mean, I don't know. I've never been to China. But it felt to me to be so authentic. I got really excited about this thing. And so then he says, you know, you drink coffee. And I'm like, yeah, I am actually a coffee drinker. How did you know that? Your yellow teeth. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. That might be the cigarettes, too. But all right, I get it. Okay, there we go. Um, and he said, I'm going to give you the perfect tea to replace that coffee the perfect tea have one of these have one small cup in the morning it's you won't have the crash you won't feel all crazy i promise you this is the thing you need to do i'm like okay he makes me this tea shows me how to make it with the tea you know the whole nine yards like it was it the loose leaf the loose leaf tea. i love the loose leaf yeah yeah so he made me this tea i don't know it was 11 o'clock in the morning chrissy I felt wonderful. Mm-hmm. I was dancing down the streets of Chinatown. I'm telling you what. <laughs> I felt like, what's that guy's name? Kirk Douglas? Or who's the other one? Michael Doug? Well, who was the guy who did that Chinatown movie? <laughs> oh. And, yeah, uh, yeah. The guy who was in o- Overboat. Yeah, or, yeah, overboard. Overboard. Yeah, yeah Overboat. Yeah, Kurt, oh, Kurt, overboat! <laughs> Kurt Douglas, Kurt Douglas, right? No. No, no not Kurt Douglas. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Douglas. Kurt. Yeah, he's married to that lady. <laughs> yeah, they're Goldie not Hawn. married, but yes, they've oh, been long Goldie time Hawn and partners. Kurt Douglas, yes, right? No, yeah, not no, Kurt Douglas. We're not. thinking of it wrong. Anyway, that guy. I felt like that guy dancing down the streets of Chinatown. <laughs> he's in the Christmas Chronicles. Damn. Yeah, I've shit. Google that shit. It, yeah. God, we are old. I know. Our brains don't work well, anymore. We, this is why we, I probably is... don't need to stop drinking coffee. Right. <laughs> it's because need, I can't remember anything. We need the anything. mushroom coffee. <laughs> That's true. It's supposed to be very clarifying. So he makes his tea for me. I'm bouncing down the streets, and he was right. I had a really great caffeinated feeling and I didn't crash and I didn't get a headache and I didn't feel all jittery and I took a whole big tub of this thing home and it lasted I don't know maybe about Kurt Russell Kurt Russell there you go 
Kurt Russell. I felt like Kurt Russell in China. I was jumping all over the streets of Chinatown. <laughs> so this guy, he, he turned me on to this. And I'm telling you what, it really did replace the coffee mm-hmm. in a snap. And I didn't have any of the withdrawal symptoms of caffeine. And I felt really good. And I liked the ritual of making the tea in the morning. I love tea. But I will be damned if I, I, I lost the original tin can that it came in. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if I cannot remember or find a tea that did that the same as that. And I wish I, I think could. I've got you covered. Do you? Yeah. Will you bring I, me some? Yes. You're so yes. sweet. Yep. If anybody has any tea recommendations out there, like I want it highly caffeinated. Yeah. I want it to taste like Coca-Cola and I would like a BMW inside of the <laughs> you tin can. You have to can, try please. this kind that I have. It's really good. Is it? Yeah. And I'll get you the little sampler kit because there's four different ones and it's all sustainable and, and um, done very well. When so. all hope is lost. Your best friend is there for you. That's right. You're the best, Chrissy. I love you. Love you too. Let's take a break. We'll make out for a little bit. And then uh, then we'll be back. (laughs) And then we'll be back with more commercial break. Look, I know you guys are getting really sick of me, but that is too bad. It's my job. Now, go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video content and get your little booty over to youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited video episodes. Want to chat? Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3. Too embarrassed for your voice to be on the show? We understand. Text us instead at 855-TCB-8383. Can't even do that? No worries. Just follow us on TikTok at TCB Podcast and on Instagram at The Commercial Break. And if you can't even be seen doing that, just listen to these sponsors and let's get back to the show. Hey, everybody, wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Okay, do you want to know what the single biggest challenge for me as a single person was? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking nutritious meals. Do you want to know what the biggest challenge for me as a human with 25 to 60 family members living in my house? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking a nutritious meal. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's a big stress point around here. And since I don't really know how to cook, that stress often falls on other family members. But this holiday season, we're going to try something different. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help us fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to our door. Because Factor's never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, all you have to do is heat and enjoy. You can choose from over 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh and never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. And guess what? It's all delivered right to your front door. With Factor, we can be assured that we're making sustainable choices. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. Hey, look at that, a company who's trying to do some good. So head to factormeals.com slash commercial break five zero and use the code commercial break five zero to get 50% off. That's code commercial break five zero at factormeals.com slash commercial break five zero and get 50% off. We also want to thank Factor for being a sponsor of The Commercial Break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. All right, you ready for this? I did a little homework on the on the break. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> a large 30-ounce mango yuzu citrus charged lemonade. So they're called charged drinks, not boost drinks. Charged lemonade contains 390 milligrams of caffeine and 124 grams of sugar. Grams of sugar. That 124? Is 124. On top of the 390 wow. milligrams. For reference. I wonder it's charged. A large cup of Starbucks coffee has 180 milligrams, and as does most energy drinks, as do most energy drinks that you drink. So they are doubling the content of caffeine in this large, th- I mean, 30 ounces is a big fucking drink. Who needs 30 yeah, fucking ounces of charged <laughs> Yuza citrus tea? Come on, guys. Be cool. Like, just settle it down. Can't you do 15 ounces? That's three more than a big drink. Why do the drinks keep getting bigger? Why do we need, and you put ice in there and it's all watered down by the time you can drink it. Who drinks 30 ounces of anything? I know. I don't know. But cream. I drink 30 ounces of cream. and I, <laughs> I don't know, but for some reason I have those gigantic cups at my house. Oh, yeah? You, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big plastic <laughs> things. Yeah, you just collect them. QT, BP, you know, McDonald's. The game. Yeah, they make game, them plastic like they're, like they're collectible. I know. And then everybody has that sh- those shitty cups that you only bring out when best friends come over <laughs> to pour your to extra large wine in <laughs> so you're not embarrassed. We only break out the good glasses when family's around. But when your friends come over, just get, get, take a plastic cup. Take a shitty plastic cup because that's what I think you're worth. Well, a shitty plastic cup. I know. And then they always have to. <laughs> they always have to, like, they're because they've been in the dishwasher a couple of times. So they're, they're always they're melted. Half, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of melted and they're, they don't say what they used to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, we got these cups from the Brave the, Schedule. Oh, uh, Brave Schedule from 1992. <laughs> yeah, it's halfway there. <laughs> when baseball only had 30 games a season. <laughs> I know, totally. So, reminding me about that trip to San Francisco, I'll tell this story. So, I go to San Francisco for a business affair. It's a business team meeting. I'm consulting for this consulting company. I'm consulting for a consulting company. They have me come to their big. Uh, you know, let's bring in the big yeah. Let's bring in the big consultant, the guy who knows the least about what we're doing. <laughs> I swear to God, that was my first like big job. Yeah, where I, got I remember a, that. I, where when they told me, I I had to go to their house to get this job. Like it was a husband and a wife that owned the company. Sweetest, loveliest people. I loved working for them. I really did. Husband and wife. But they had a company of like 200 people and those people just spread out all over the United States. It was a remote company. So when they told me they had to come do a face-to-face interview, they gave me their home address here north of Atlanta. And so I was like, oh shit, the Honda. The Honda. The Honda. You had to park I on was the other begging, side. I know. I had to park on the other side of the cul-de-sac yeah. the wrong way right. so they couldn't see, see the <laughs> shitty part of the car. <laughs> yes. So I go in there. I do the interview. And at the end of the interview, they're like, this is wonderful. We love you. We want to come work with us. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's." And she's like, the, the wife is Does like. Does it come with a company car? That's what I said. I got you have a company car that I actually need right now. Or can I just borrow yours while I get this one towed? Because unfortunately, my left headlight just fell out. Give it to Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Brian. 7777 Cars for Brian. Uh, donate your car today and anything else you might think it has value 
1877 a hood for Brian 1877 a hood for Brian so uh so she says the number to me she says well we'll pay you this much we can pay you this much over the course of 12 months and i was like holy ding dong captain crunch get me to the church mama holy roller i was so excited it was like a big boy job with a big boy paycheck and i could finally pay my rent only 15 days late as opposed to 45 right i was like i was so excited about all of it ahead of the um kicking out yes (laughs) whatever the eviction yeah ahead of the eviction just ahead of the eviction (laughs) yeah just right when they put that red sign on your door you go pay the rent and make them happy they knew the drill they gave me a few extra days um so they i get hired in november and in early december they're like come to this big company meeting in san francisco it's the one time a year that we get together so we all fly out there and the girl that I was dating at the time was so upset that I was going to go to San Francisco without her. And I'm like, it's a company meeting. Like, what do you want me to do? I don't think it's appropriate. First of all, I really have never had a job like this, so I don't know what's appropriate or not appropriate. But she was so insistent that she wanted to come. And in my head, then I felt like, well, okay, if she's out there and what's the big deal, I already have the hotel room. Can't she just right. stay there and do her thing during the day? So I told the company. That and- would be fine with a normal girl. Yes, that would be fine. I mean, listen, that'd be fine with a normal human. Right. Yes. <laughs> but that didn't turn out to be the case. So we get there. First night, we got there a couple of days early, actually. I asked them to fly me out there early so we could hang out. So we get there a couple of days early. And the first night of the conference, they have like a welcoming party in the bar of the hotel. And I go downstairs. And of course, the girl that I'm dating is just so upset that now I'm leaving. You know, uh, why are you leaving me? You're leaving me. You're not paying it. And I'm like, listen, oh, it's a fucking company event. What do you want me to do? I, yeah. I don't. I don't know that anybody else's wives or girlfriends are here or boyfriends. Yeah, let me at least scope whatever. this out. Please, can I scope it out and I'll text you? So I get down there. I have a few drinks and then I mention that she's with me. And the CEO of the company, as polite and nice as he was, was like, well, tell her to come down. Like, there's a couple other people in the group here that brought their significant others. Come on, just tell her to come down. It's not a big deal. It was a big deal. It ended up being a huge (laughs) deal. And in the middle of the fucking night, I had to take her to the hospital because she started to vomit and shit at the exact same time. Chrissy, I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. We did not have too much to drink. There was no drugs being taken. And all of the sudden, she started to vomit and poop everywhere. Everywhere. It was like on the everywhere. All over the hotel room. It well, was and you disgusting. know it wasn't food poisoning because uh, you know it wasn't food yeah, probably, you know, you got to eat food to have food yeah. poisoning. So, <laughs> that's mm. terrible. I shouldn't say that. Um, so, end of trip. So now she's sick for the next couple of yeah, days. Yeah, which and sad. It's sad. And, and it was tough. And but she God, really I was mean, ill. Here you are stressed out. I, I mean, know. it's your new job. I know. Um, and I had to like leave meetings early oh because gosh, she was like, yeah. you know, in such a state, state. Yeah. That I had to go and calm everything down and make sure everyone was okay. And it was just like, it was so stressful. It was so stressful. How long did that job last? Not long. <laughs> <laughs> When it became clear, I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. I actually left the job because I said to them, I said, listen, this isn't working out and I don't want you to spend all this money. I was so stupid. I should have just wrote it out. But I felt they were really nice people and I was in way over my head. Way, way, way over my head. Um, So get to the end of the trip. There's a lot of, you know, drama in the next three days. But let's fast forward to the end of the trip. We got to get on a plane early in the morning. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. So I get up. She is still sick, right? And I'm just praying. I'm praying with everything that I got that I can get through this airport experience. Right. 
So I have to like, I have to carry her to the cab. We get in the cab. She's like laying down in the back of the cab. So sick, right? And I'm just mortified. I don't know what I'm going to do because I know that with someone else, I may have been able to just kind of rally her, right? Just say, or rally them. I might be able to say, hey, listen, come on. We just get on the plane. You could sleep it off. Take a Benadryl, sleep it off, whatever Mm -hmm. you got to do. But that was not the case with this person. She literally (laughs) sat like a child in the middle of the airport, refusing to move because she said she was so sick. And after a while, this started to draw some attention. Like people were like, is everything okay? Are you okay? There was no physician that got involved. I wish a physician. Her mom got involved. That's what happened. Okay. okay so now the time, the clock is ticking. The time is there. We got to get through security. So I'm like, please, listen, please. Let's just, we can get through security. And once we get through security, I promise it's going to be okay. You can lay down. We'll find some seats for you. You can lay down. But in, the reason why we had to make it home so quickly is because my, my twin brother was ill. He had just had surgery and I wanted to yeah. get back to him. So I'm like, please, can we just like get through this, the security? So... Chrissy, I am going through security, and it's like this girl is like feigning, passing out every a couple of seconds, and this starts to draw attention from the security. Sure. So we get up to the front where they like check your ID and stuff, and the officer's looking at the what the TSA guy's looking, and he's looking, and he's looking, and she's like pretending to pass out, and, you know, doing this whole number, and I'm like, I'm like, stand up, stand up, stand up. <laughs> and the TSA guy is like, is everything okay here, sir? And I'm like, oh, everything's fine. My fear was. If she was really sick, they may not let her on the plane because mm-hmm. they may say, we don't want to get everybody else sick. That's liability for us. But I'm a dum-dum. And what do I fucking know? No one's going to tell you you can't get on a plane when you're sick. Everybody gets on a plane when they're sick. So the, I start to go through the security and I'm holding her bag. And the next TSA agent is like, sir, she has to carry her own bag. And I'm like, oh, uh, no, she's sick. I don't care if she's sick. She's got to carry her own bag. She can't carry her own bag. You got to go, you got to go, you got to go take it somewhere else. Take it somewhere else so she feels better. And I'm like, holy shit, please carry your bag. I can't carry my bag. Please carry your bag. I can't carry my bag. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? We are standing there holding up all of FSO, SFO, because someone got sick a number of days ago. You know what I'm saying? We get yeah. through security. We get to the gate. We have like an hour to go before we're going to get on this plane. And this person is in such a state, making such a scene all over the place. I don't know what to do. My phone rings. It's her mother. I, I, I don't think I've had five phone conversations with this woman yeah. in my entire life. But I pick it up. And I'm like, hello. Hey, I know you're with her. And I know she's in a moment. She's having a tizzy. Her mom knew, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's really bad. Like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know in this particular situation how I handle this. Like, we probably need to get on the plane. We're going to need to get on a plane at some point. We got to get going. And she's like, listen, go to the little store. Buy yourself some Benadryl or Tylenol PM. Get yourself a Gatorade and put that Tylenol PM, that Benadryl, and that Gatorade. Mix it up real nice. She'll go back. To, she'll go right to sleep. And I'm like, well, wait. Are you telling me to drug your daughter? And she's like, no, I'm not telling you to drug my daughter. I'm telling you to help her go to sleep. Yeah, just help. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, I think this is illegal. I'm pretty sure this is illegal. Probably immoral. (laughs) But I'm going to do it, right? I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. I go. I buy a Gatorade. Her mom said it was okay. Her mom told me to do it. I go. I buy a Gatorade. I get a Benadryl, like a, a packet of Benadryl capsules. And I am standing there, probably like 50 feet from her, and I'm standing there, and I'm getting ready to put that capsule inside of the drink, and I'm like, no, 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 Brian, you can't do this. Like, you can't tell, you can't drug somebody without telling, you just can't do it. So I go up, and I'm like, listen, I'm going to give you some Gatorade. 
let's put some Benadryl in there. That way you'll feel relaxed and you can take a nap on the plane. And after much ballyhoo, she says, okay, you know, and Mm -hmm. so, you know, she swallows the Benadryl, takes the Gatorade, we get on the plane, we go to sit on the seats, and she passes right out, right? She goes right to sleep. And I'm like, okay, thank God. Like, she's at least she's comfortable now. She's comfortable. Chrissy, I had to literally carry her off the plane. I had to throw her on my shoulder. Yeah, because she was carry so her off, passed off out. Plane. She was so passed <laughs> out. And then we got home, and of course, she woke up, and all night long, it was like a whole debacle. It was so... Have you ever been sick on a plane? The hard ones with the hard ones. The hard ones with the hard ones. <laughs> I remember then you we calling got home. me yeah. after this whole trip. Oh, my God. And I was like, Brian, come on now. <laughs> Chrissy, you told me so many times. I mean, how many people told me so many times? Listen, I'm sure she's a lovely uh, yeah, woman, but, but she's not, not right. for you. Yeah. Get out. Every time yes. you go somewhere, it's a whole fucking ordeal. We all got to deal with it. And I'm like, you know, obviously there was some pain and suffering that she was going through internally, right? There were some yeah. things going on you with her. You wanted to be the fixer. I did want to be the fixer. We've all been there. I yeah. wanted to be the fixer, too. That's why I got blue. Yeah, yeah. you want to be the fixer, too. Mm-hmm. That's why I continue to go with blue, because I'm like, well... <laughs> I know. If I, can't fi- if I can't raise my children, at least I can fix the dog. <laughs> right, I can do something. I can feel accomplished. Yeah, and I mean, it's just like, it was It was thing after thing after thing. Yeah. Like the one time she locked me out of my apartment. I literally had to call the police to ask to get yeah. in my own apartment. I there were many like, instances of things that, that era is is um is behind you i think Thank what God. would we call that in the taylor swift era what, what, which <laughs> era would that be what's wrong with brian era uh, yeah, like, <laughs> that sex must be good era right yeah heart wants with the heart wants era. <laughs> even my dad said it to me one time the heart wants with the heart wants it is what it, it is, is what it my dad even told me one time he's like i sure hope the sex is good i was like yeah. wow dad did you just say that he's like well i don't want to point it out but i'm just saying i sure hope the sex is good something's good yeah well it's kind of good i guess all right speaking of the sex is good you know i've been on a kick about Corey feldman for the yes. last couple of months and when steve o was here i really wanted to ask him if he believed that Corey feldman really believed that he had had some conspiracy theory uh, execute not a conspiracy theory, but a like a grand plan by right. all the big media companies executed against him so that he would be made fun of and they would tear down his musical career, if you could call it that, mm-hmm. because of his show on because of when he went on the Today Show and kind of made a, a ass of himself, right? So I have been totally infatuated with Corey for the last I don't know, let's call it seven or eight years, ever since the musical era of Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, for those of you that don't know, was a child actor, and he starred in movies like Stand By Me, Goonies, Goonies, uh, The Lost Boys. Uh-huh. License to Drive, I think. License to Drive. Well, it was he, you know, Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Yeah, those two were They're, always a yeah. lot, in a lot of movies together, mm-hmm. and they were best friends. They called them the two Corys, and they went around. Now, Corey has a troubling life story, but let's put that aside for a second. Uh, I don't want to get into that part of his life. What I want to get into is the musical part of his life, Mm -hmm. where all of the sudden, with no rhyme or reason whatsoever, he starts showing up on the scene, dressed as Michael Jackson, singing in some weird falsetto, and making incredibly weird dance moves. And he's been doing this for like, I don't know, 20 years he's been doing this musical career. So you got to give the kid a little bit of credit on the persistence. (laughs) 
But the substance is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. My thought is, I, I go one of two ways on this. Corey is completely oblivious to the fact that he's, he's just not a fantastic musician under any circumstances. And he is completely clueless as to how people are seeing him, their perception, mm-hmm. right? Because he's selling out concerts, but people aren't going there for the right reasons, Chrissy. They're going there because they know it's going to be a spectacle. shit show. Yeah, they want to get views on YouTube by recording mm-hmm. whatever shit that Corey does on stage. And he's always up to something on that stage. He loses a tooth. The guitar guy didn't do something right. The chord is out of place. He's always making excuses as to why the music is not as good as it should be. But the truth is the music just isn't good in the first place. Under the best of circumstances. It's like the commercial break. Under the best of circumstances. <laughs> with all the technology working, the show's still not going to be all that great right? <laughs> right so don't blame it on the technology just admit you're not all that good at what you do but Corey persists and he continues to do these shows and put out these albums over and over and over again and i am really interested in this part of his life because the other part of me says Corey is a master pr person and he is making money by pretending like he is not in on the joke. Hmm. And so there's this other part of me that says, Corey knows exactly what's going on. He knows that people are making fun of his music. He knows that people are coming to his show because it's kind of like a side show. It's a circus show. But he doesn't care because he's making money and he's selling out shows. He's Mm -hmm. getting the attention that he wants. What say you, Chrissy Hoadley? I say that some people are delusional. (laughs) Yes, Like the girl I dragged through the San Francisco airport. (laughs) I think some people are very delusional and very not self-aware. No. And with the troubling past that he has had between, you know, allegations of sexual abuse, um, definite drug and alcohol problems. Oh, yeah. You know, failed relationships here and there and everywhere. His best friend, the other Corey, died. Died of drug overdose. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it might at least me me say, (laughs) what say you, me say. (laughs) What say you, me say. Me say that, uh, you know, I think he's just delusional. Me say, mu so. On the same of the Sama Makusa, as Michael Jackson would have said. And Michael Jackson, by the way, was a friend of Corey games when yeah. Corey was like seven yeah. right yeah so they would hang out there has been some speculation right that he was one of michael's boys mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just being silly you're being silly now chrissy i mean Corey, but just friends you're just being silly <laughs> <laughs> i think anybody who was caught in that trap over there at never never land was probably never never had a chance of having a normal yeah. adult life yeah because that was a weird world it and was. so you get you take that into account i I tend to sway that way. Like sometimes my mind goes to master PR person, but I tend to sway to he is just delusional. Yeah. I mean, I think he wants it to be good. It's just not. It's just not. (laughs) So, but in his head, it is, and it could be, and he wants it to be. If he just keeps trying. Just just keeps trying. Or he just pretends. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes when you're in your own echo chamber. Yeah. And there's probably a lot Uh, of people people around around him him that are saying, yeah. That's good. That's right. A lot of people around him and like maybe the those attention. are the people that are the master PR. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's probably his agent is like, mm-hmm. uh, Corey. Yeah. What's going on? I'm ready. Okay, Corey, settle down with all the musical stuff right now. I just, I just can't take anymore. But I want you to know that uh, someone has booked you for a wedding. They want you to play a wedding. 
Oh, chicka, 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 chicka. I'm going to play my new song, all my new stuff. Okay, 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 great. All they really want you to do is they want you to just stand on stage <laughs> and pull out your teeth. I said, Dow, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sing covers of Lost Boys. Okay, Corey, 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 listen, listen. If we want to keep on making money, you can't sing anymore. Can we get a backtrack? I'm not going to do that. It's against my music. Okay, Corey, listen, you got a bank account that's dwindling, and you have very few offers to do television or movies. So tell you what, let's go to the birthdays, let's go to the birthday and wedding circuit. Do you think you can do that? Chow! Yeah, I'll do it, no problem. <laughs> Corey's like, <laughs> Corey is, he's just, he's not in TVs. He's not in movies anymore. Yeah. He's just desperately trying to hang on to one thing that gets him the attention that he rightfully uh, deserves and why he rightfully deserves it. I don't know. I just said that to make myself feel better about busting <laughs> on Corey, Corey Feldman. But when we get back from this break and through the next episode, we are going to take a musical journey with Corey Feldman. Are you ready for this, Chrissy? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I know it's been a tough couple months for you, and I don't mean to pour salt in the wound here, but uh, you know, <laughs> if you can't make fun of Corey Feldman, who can you make fun of? Right? Am I right? All right, 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 right. right, right. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll come back with a journey into the imagination of Corey Feldman, the musical imagination. <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> this is where it's all come down to. Felicia one day, Corey Feldman music the next. Oh my God. This is why you love the commercial break. Admit it. Because we are also not in on the joke. Right. Sometimes I wonder if all those people listening are just there doing the same thing that yes. people are doing at Corey's show. That's, I go one of two ways. Either we're really good and we're just not aware of it, or we're really terrible. Like we think we are, and people just <laughs> like to tune in and see what a shit show it's going to be. Uh, Either way, joke's on you, because we're making $7 an episode. That's right. Oh, yeah. And you know what? we got to pay those bills right now, so we'll be back after these words. Hello again, my little podcast pals. It's Christina, and I am just here to remind you once again to go on over to tcbpodcast.com, because that is where all of our episodes live. Want to get involved with the show? Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3. If you don't want your voice played on the show because, look, I get it, I'm only here under duress, you can text us instead at 855-TCB-8383. And as always, please remember to go follow us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And also, don't forget about our precious little YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Commercial Break. I promise those videos are worth your time. Now, let's listen to some sponsors and then we'll get back to whatever they were talking about. Okay. Let's start our musical adventure with Corey uh, in its rightful place. Corey is, I think this is like 2016 or 17. Corey, or 18. Corey wants, or 19 or 20. I don't know. You figure out the year. <laughs> what do you want me to do? All the homework for you? Come on, guys. Get it together. <laughs> Look at Chrissy. She's like, oh my God. I can't believe we do this for a living. <laughs> uh, Corey is begging people for money. He gets on. He wants to do a GoFundMe or a crowdsourced uh, funding for his next album. He has apparently been hiding for 10 years by his accounts. He's been hiding away, building this masterpiece. He now just needs your money in order to make that dream come true. Why? I don't know. no one else would give him the That's money to right. make that. Because <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the record companies were busy with talented people making actual records. So Corey goes online and he appeals to the fans 
uh, I, I don't know who's listening to this, but okay, let's go here first, and then we'll go listen to some of his music. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was trolling on the internet. <laughs> As, you As do. I do like to do. And the long-awaited uh, Corey Feldman episode is here. Episodes are here. Here we go. Here's Corey. Back some year, you'll figure it out, uh, asking for money for his brand new album. Hi, I'm Corey Feldman. Welcome to my Indiegogo campaign, Elevator to Ascension. Welcome to Feldmansion Studios. This is where I've been locked away for the last, well, decade, but... <laughs> So welcome to the Feldman Mansion Studios. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ass cloud is that. <laughs> to mention you're in a mansion. The Feldman Mansion. It'd be like, welcome to the TCB Double Wide Studios. Oh, well, and you're in a mansion, but you're asking for money. Yeah, so. why don't you sell the mansion if you're so passionate about this <laughs> decade-long project? <laughs> Who takes a decade to record an album in their own mansion? Really, for the last few years. So if you haven't seen or heard of me much, that's because I've been in here working on this decade-long album project. Well, we have been so concerned about you, Corey, mm-hmm. for the last decade. By the way, how many years is a decade? <laughs> it's a baker's dozen? Yeah. Now, that's not all I've been doing. Obviously, in that time, I put out another album with my band Truth Movement. We toured the United States, and I put out a couple Lost Boys films and a couple seasons of a show called The Two Corys and a few other movies along the way. So I have been very busy. So I haven't really been that busy, but let me share with you all the busy things I've been busy doing. <laughs> what an ass clown. This isn't one of these people that I just can't take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, oh, I really haven't been up to much. I made a couple movies, more TV shows. I made a lot of money. I've got a Ferrari in the kitchen. You know, hey, listen, I haven't been doing a lot except a lot that I've been doing. You know what I'm saying? I just want to humble. It's a, what do they call that? It's a humble brag. I'm mm-hmm. humble bragging. But anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about Angelic to the Core, my new album project. Angelic to the Core is an exciting new musical journey, kind of like a concept album. Kind of like a concept album, only it's really bad. So it's, you know, it's kind of like Pink Floyd the Wall, minus all the talented musicians playing on the album. It's just a bad concept. It's it's a concept album. The concept is shitty music all throughout. (laughs) But instead of telling a story, it takes the listener through a musical experience, a, a musical journey through all types of sounds from EDM to pop to rock to hip hop. To his screaming banshee, also known as my voice. I mean, a musical experience, Corey, that you're taking people through a musical journey, <laughs> really, honestly. I mean, I am intrigued at this point to hear this. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get to that. <laughs> Everything in between. Um, you're going to be so intrigued, you're going to beg me to stop. <laughs> it's literally a sound. But we're going to go ahead and do a whole other episode. <laughs> we're going to go do another 62 minutes of it. <laughs> Don't worry. If it isn't good fun, I wouldn't do it. I'm not just going to make you sit here and listen to Corey's album because that's not going to happen. The ages and the songs, well, there's 22 of them. It's a double album. It's a very big project. And it also happens to feature some of today's greatest names in music. Oh, please. I can't wait for this who's who list of musicians that Corey's got in his Corfeld mansion or whatever it is. Snoop Dogg, Fred Durst. B. Howard, Kaya Jones from the Pussycat Dolls, Rick One from Black Eyed Peas, Scott Page and John Karen from Pink Floyd. Uh, the list is in. When was there a Scott Page in Pink Floyd? I don't know, but I don't know enough about Pink Floyd I'm going to tell you right now, I know enough about Pink Floyd members that any of the good albums that they did, there was no Scott Page hanging around. At least I hope that's correct, <laughs> and I don't get a bunch right. of emails about it. <laughs> 
We have some really great people involved. It's a really great project, and I'm really excited. Also, for you Snoop guys. Dogg appears on every single person's album ever, and uh, and has many wines and tequilas and things. He, that's right. He puts his name on everything. That's right. <laughs> that guy knows how to make a dollar. He, he knows how to make a dollar, and that's you can make it one of two ways: put out very little and make it super good, or put out a whole shitload. Yeah. And don't really worry about the quality because you're That's just us. you're hit, trying to hit the numbers. <laughs> you're so right about that. The listeners know it's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, Snoop is a name. I love no Snoop. doubt. Oh, Snoopy Snoop, Snoop Doggy Doggy Dog. Yeah, I'm will, all about it. He will put his name on anything. Snoopy D or yeah. the and the day or the don't. That's the one thing I can say. <laughs> you hear it. The only problem is, I'm a little tiny record label, and I need you. To hear me. You're also a little tiny person. The guy's like four foot nine. Do you know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the mainstream, I need to make Billboard. I need to make the top 40. This is all the big goal. I need to get this album heard, promoted, marketed, publicized, and big enough to warrant the size tour that we want to bring to you. In order to sell out Wimbley seven nights in a row, I'm going to need your cash to market it to pay off the Billboard people to get on the Billboard charts. That's just a musical fact. Everyone else does it. If we can... Uh, uh, why do you need money? I don't... Uh, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you yeah. think that Corey would have enough connections to get an album published? Uh, you would think so. That somebody in his universe, over the years and years and years he's been in Hollywood, would say, sure, we'll put this record out for you. What about one of the other musical people that he just mentioned? What about Snoopy Double D-O, Jibba G, and Dr. Dre are at your They know people. What about him? Yeah. Snoop Doggy Dog puts out an album every second. Why not call that guy? Pull all this off. If I can get on the Billboard charts, which is very hard to do. Now, just to give you a little bit of history. With this album, when I first released Ascension Millennium as the first single, we released a video to MTV. That video made buzzworthy status within 12 hours. Within six months, it had been seen by a million people worldwide. It was an instant viral hit. Uh, what? No. I don't remember <laughs> Never that. even heard of it. No. no, 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 no. It wasn't an instant viral hit. <laughs> You're not Charlie bit my finger. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> You're not Bored Ape NFT. What are you talking about? MTV hasn't played music videos since 1989. So why... Did you see a music video of Corey Feldman's? No. No. Now, the second single was called Duh. We made another video. The third single so was called Every Yeah, Duh. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> featuring Doc Ice, and we promoted it to radio. And for the first time in my life, we were able to get a number 13 song on independent and digital radio. That number 13 song, everybody, held for three consecutive weeks. Okay. Back in your digital radio days. Back in your digital radio <laughs> you, days. Do you remember playing Corey? <laughs> <laughs> on the HD channels that no one listened yeah. to? Yes, I did. You, remember, I, you, you kids may not remember this, but back in like 2008 or 9, radio really pushed for these HD radio stations. They, they were going to be the newest, greatest, latest thing. You had one station and then like one half turn of the dial. There was a digital version of that. No one listened to it, which is the reason why it, you don't hear about it today. It did not take off like wildfire, as everybody had anticipated. So, But he made number 13 on the list of... It's something. The people who don't listen to music on HD. It's something. It's something. The next single was called Remember 222, and it was a tribute to my dear friend Corey Haim. I uh, 9-11, the day that John F. Kennedy died. 222. <laughs> Two, two, Remember two. two two two. Released it on the five year anniversary of his death. 
That song was lucky enough to make it all the way to number 23 on the Cashbox charts and number one on Lucky Star Radio, which is an international and digital radio station which goes all the way from Los Angeles to Sydney, Australia. Okay, so in other words, it's an online radio station that no one listens to. Got it, 10-4. And when you go from L.A. to where? From L.A. to Australia, it's an ocean. There's no one listening (laughs) in the ocean. There's no people there, Corey. We made it to number one there. If we can cross over and get to the Billboard charts and we can get in the top 40, then suddenly the promoters, the agents, the booking people around the world will see that we are worthwhile. We can come and fill their venues, their theaters, their stadiums, their arenas. We can do this all over the world. And once we do that, it gives us the opportunity to put on the concert, the tour that I've been waiting to do my entire life. So wait, you want me to give you money so you can get in the Billboard 40 so then you can make additional money by selling tickets mm-hmm. that you will profit it's from. to realize his dream, Brian. That's it, Chrissy. It's for him to realize Duh. his dream. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian Green. I'm a father, a son, a pragmatic pragmatist, and I'm also looking to make additional seasons of the commercial break. You got to understand how it works. If I could just be number one on the international ocean charts, then I can put on the kind of show that I really want to. So please donate to us at tcbpodcast.com backslash I want your money so I can get rich.com. And then we can do the kind of show that we really want to put on. If Chrissy, if we could just get to number one if only. on the international digital ocean charts. And the thing is... <laughs> Number one international ocean charts. I don't believe in taking something for nothing. So I think that I've created a campaign here that really has amazing perks that benefit everybody and makes you feel that dollar for dollar, if you're giving something, you're going to get something in return that's totally beneficial and and mutually beneficial and worthwhile for all. Well, the music that will affect humanity positively for Um, uh, eons to come. That's what we need. We just need it out, Corey. All of us. So please... Do whatever you can, join me on this quest, help me realize my dream, and give me an opportunity for the first time to fight against the big corporate record companies that all my life have told me, you're never gonna get a shot because you're an actor. I didn't choose to be an actor. If I had my choice, I would have been making music my whole life and I would already be out there on the road. Thoughts and prayers, Chrissy. Thoughts and prayers to Corey Feldman, yeah. who made millions of dollars as an actor and just really wanted to be a, a musician. superstar musician. Mm-hmm. And performing live for you. If I had my choice, I'd also be a musician touring, <laughs> <laughs> touring around. I Maybe wouldn't be here. you and Corey should get together <laughs> hey, listen, and join forces. We asked him to come on. Yeah. We asked him to come on, but he needed money. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's my turn. It's my time to take destiny into my own hands. And I believe it's time for me to take destiny in my own hands by putting it back on you and asking you to give me your money. (laughs) It's so stupid. That if you support me, I can make my dream come true and I can come out there and perform for you the way that I've wanted to for a long, long time. So let's make this dream a reality. This album is called Angelic to the Core. And I think what it really should be called is Angelic to the Tour, the Feld Fam Tour that I plan to create. Ah, just like the fish fam or the deadheads. He's delusional. He's completely out of his brain. Why would anybody, and I mean anybody, give money to Corey Feldman so he can make the album he's always wanted to make, so he can do the tour he's always wanted to do? (sighs) You want me to cut to the chase? It didn't make the billboards. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> I'm just going to cut to the chase. It did make the Billboard Top 40, but you know, it's only to be expected. Yeah, there's always cash box, whatever that is. <laughs> sounds a lot Sounds a lot like another... I'm not going to get into it. Cash box, international digital sales. Mm. What does that even mean? I don't and know. Back then, I think it even let, meant less than it does today. Is it Do you still know around today? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. The second Corey put the name out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic's down by 40%, boss. On the ocean? On the ocean. <laughs> All those people in the ocean are not listening to their digital cash box anymore. <laughs> oh, good old Corey. Listen, I got lots more for you. That's just the beginning of our adventure into Corey Feldman. So tune in tomorrow if you can, if you'll stomach it, <laughs> if you're able to. Feel free to tune in tomorrow. We'll get more into Corey Feldman. We'll listen to some of his music. We'll take a look at a couple of his appearances where he continues to be delusional. It's so much fun. I sure hope Corey is on the joke. It's in on the joke. That's yeah. my that's my hope. Okay, tcbpodcast.com. That's where you go. You find out more about the show. You can uh, get all the audio, all the video right there from one location, our entire library. You can also get your piggy fronting sticker. It's free to you. It's a bumper sticker. We'd love to see the pictures of where you put them. Some people put the 21 EPMs and the Frankie B sticker on the back of their car. Brave. That's brave, kids. I give you credit for that. So you go to the website, hit the contact us button, drop down menu. I want my free sticker. Give us your physical address. We'll send it off to you in a couple weeks. Also, we'd love it if you would contact us. 626-ASK-TCB, the number three. That's 1626-ASK-TCB, the number three. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. Send them our way. We would love to hear your opinion on what we should be talking about. Listen, the only reason why I'm talking about Corey Feldman is because you didn't tell me what to talk about. So tell me what to talk about, and I will. Add the commercial break on Instagram, TCV Podcast on TikTok, and YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break for all the fun on video. Oh, man, Chrissy. Well, we're not quite done today, but you know what? We're done for right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say I love you. I love you. Best to you. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I do say, we always say, and we must say, Goodbye. Goodbye. I have it.